Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I, I had a feeling that someone here is is thinking that they're not not good enough to be here. Not not good enough to accept that God loves them. Not good enough to feel good about themselves. Not, not good enough. I'm not good enough to be here with these people. They're all, they're all great Christians. Wonderful, amazing. You know, people that are always right all the time. I don't know where you got that idea from. But I just want to tell you that God loves you. <laughs> he loves you just the way you are. Um, he loves you even when you're feeling and thinking that about yourself. He loves you. And his love for you goes goes past anything you could possibly imagine, right? It goes beyond it because because from the beginning of time, he planned to give his son as a sacrifice for you. Yeah, I know, we've heard that story before, but imagine giving your child, your only child, as a sacrifice to die for someone else. Someone else who doesn't care about you. Someone else who's off doing their own thing in another country, somewhere else. That's how much God loves you. Sound like a fair bit? Sound like a big deal? It is, because you're a big deal. You're a big deal to God. So Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your plan for our life, God. It's not to leave us where we are. It's not to leave us where we think you found us, but you knew where we are all along. (laughs) You know exactly where we are. You know the story of our life from the beginning of time right up to now and and to the end of time. You you know our story. Even the parts we choose to forget or want to forget or want to just bury down deep and not think about again. You know those moments. And if we are brave and courageous to to face you and say, God, help me, you are honourable and you are kind and you, you are the dad that we need right in that moment, the caring, loving father. So thank you for meeting us right here, God, right in that place of pain, right in that place where we feel like we're nothing. You pour out everything. I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and, and speak to that person or that, those people who are feeling that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit of God you can feel right now coming into this place. He's been here, but He's just coming in waves. He's he's ready right now. He's ready to do something, to speak something, to shake something off your life, to to give you a hug, to, to speak encouraging words to you, to help you point your eyes in the right direction. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We want to hear from you today, Holy Spirit. Just come. Come and speak to me. Come and speak to me. Just say that to him. Speak that to him. Say, come and speak to me. I'm listening. I'm listening. I just felt him say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Grab your seats. All right. 
So one thing you've got to know about me is I'm a crier. I will cry, especially if I feel God saying something to me, maybe to you, but mostly to me. Um, so forgive me if I cry. Oh, I don't care. Anyway, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, good. Who's had a good Christmas? Anyone? Who is tired after Christmas Day? Anyone? Woo. But family's worthwhile. Family's worth it. And, and the efforts we go through, go to for family is worth it, just like the effort Jesus went to for you. It's worth it. You're worth it. I need to blow my nose. Forgive me. I was just blowing my nose in my mask before, before I threw it at my brother. <laughs> All right, so who ate a little bit too much for Christmas, right? Jamie's not here, right? He's not here? Oh, what a shame. Because I was going to say, isn't it cool? Like you, you eat and you go, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's it. That's it. We've had enough. I've, I've had enough. And then the next day comes and you're like, I'm hungry again. Stomach's like, what are we doing this for? I was, I was mentioning Jamie because I was thinking the other day I had my, my very first, very last packet of salt and vinegar chips. Oh, he'd be so proud of me. Unfortunately, the next day I had my second very last packet of salt and vinegar chips. Anyone else like that? Do anyone else have something? What do you got? What do you got? You know what it is. Chocolate? You look, I'm looking at you and you're like, no, no. No, he's looking at me. Must be easy. What, what, what's your sweet tooth? You got, you got chocolate? Oh, <laughs> it's chocolate. Yeah, you know, because she looked down. She's like, mm. <laughs> Now you're scared. If I look at you, you're like, what? It's the man of God speaking to me. He knows something. I do. I've got it in my notes. No, I don't. I don't. Um, so it's interesting what Pastor Stephen said about uh, re-establishing culture. Re-establishing culture. Uh, because we, we've had some things that have knocked our culture around a bit lately, haven't, haven't we? Like we've, our, the way we do things has been forcibly changed. But it didn't. We don't have to change our culture. We don't have to let that change our culture. We, we can go, no, no, I want to reset the, the I'm not talking about raging against the machine here. I'm talking about resetting our culture, resetting our culture to his culture, to God's culture, right? To reset, all right, God, what is your culture in this moment? Do I have to, like, like Steve said, don't look at the daily news. My word, don't look. It's almost, I'm trying to get to the case. People are like, did you hear about this? I'm like, no, I don't, don't want to know about it. If it's a bargain or a deal, I do want to know about that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit tells me about these things, yes. Um, but gathering together, gathering together is important. And, and I want to read a little bit from Acts 2. Because isn't Acts 2, so this, this is part of the Bible where Jesus is gone, to heaven again, he's left his disciples, but he said, I'm not leaving you alone, just wait, and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, I'm going to give you the comfort, I'm going to give you, you're going to be uh, baptized with power, fire and power, and, and they did, and we actually saw that in Acts, the day of Pentecost, where, where the tongues of fire, like just, woof, 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 woof. I like, it's my imagination going there, just, woof, woof. these guys just lighten up with flames, what is happening here? <laughs> It's good. I'm not a singed. It's okay. And then they're speaking in tongues and, and there's a, a, a physical manifestation of what God is doing. Crazy. Just out there blowing your mind. I love it. 
Um, and, but then it sets up and it establishes the start of, of the, the church, right? God's church. And we see elements of it in here. So in, in I really should have written down the verse. Oh, there you go, Acts 2, <laughs> uh, verses 42 and 47. Let's go to my Bible version. Oh, man, have I got that here? It's okay, my brother's just... What was I doing yesterday? I'll share some of that in a moment, yes. Um, okay, so this is, uh, in my Bible, it's talking about the community of believers. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It says, Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles, the teaching of God's Word. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another. They were sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. This is crazy. Like, and they're not just talking about just signs of wonders, oh, did someone have a good day or a headache? We're talking about signs and wonders. I don't wonder when someone says, I feel better now. Yeah, I don't have a sore stomach anymore or I don't have a headache. I wonder when someone's walking again and they couldn't walk before. I wonder when someone opens their eyes and they can see again. I wonder with, leave that blank and you can feel it in yourself. I wonder, I'm, I'm full of wonder and awe. Um, and they shared with one another what they ha- whatever they had. Oh, is that just money? It's not just money because they talk about their out of generosity. They sold their assets and contributed to the proceeds of whoever needed it. Um, daily they met together in the temple courts. This is culture for them too, right? So this is their culture, meeting together uh, and, and spending time in the temple courts. So we don't have the temple courts here. So we have a little bit of a different culture. But we do... We do meet together. We do have opportunities to meet together is what I'm saying. We, we have times where we've got prayer. We have times where we have groups together, which is not just on a Sunday morning. Or There are times where we can meet together. Are you meeting together? Because this is, this is a culture of the early church is meeting together. I, I don't think they needed to be told, all right, guys, it's time for us to meet together. Let's go. No, no, they would have been there like knocking on the door, when, when are we meeting together? Can I come to your place? It, it says, in some areas, it says they broke bread together. They, they ate meals together. They, they talked about the goodness of God together. They talked about what God had done in their lives. They gave to each other. They, they, they shared what they had. They shared with one another whatever they had. And, and I love that idea about meeting with you, talking with you here, what we do before church, after church. Whenever we meet together, we talk about what God's done. For me, or I might know who you are. I might know some of your background, and I go, "Wow, it's just great that you're here today, man. It's just good that you're 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 following Jesus." And 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 yeah, there may be some troubles going on in your life, but you you being here right now is sharing, telling me that God loves you and loves me, and you know we're sharing what we have with each other. Let's share that testimony of Jesus. Let's share the goodness of what he's done with each other, not, not just meet together. I know we talk on the platform about, don't just talk about the weather and about COVID. Uh, but let's share what, like, isn't it so much better? And sometimes it's, it's a step. Sometimes it's a leap. Sometimes it's cr- climbing over a chasm that we have to get to to start talking about God because we think, oh, I have to be a certain way. I have to, you know, I'm not there doesn't take much it, do, it doesn't take much and oh I don't have a biblical knowledge I don't have this 
I haven't studied or, or I haven't been baptized or, or I don't speak in tongues or, or I'm not this or I'm not that. It doesn't take much. Do, do you know Jesus? Let, let's talk about that then for a second. Man, I, I know what I've been like in my life and I see my history. And, and for me to be standing up here on stage and talking about God, I'm like, I don't think I should be here. But well, none of us should be if that's the case. And no one should be getting up on stage and speaking. But we share what we have. And we share Jesus. We share what he's done and, and, and who he is. We share that he died for us. We share that, that I have a, a, a deep sense of belonging into a family of God that, that is not rightly mine by my own actions. It's been given to me by Jesus. Does anybody else have that? Do you want to share with me what, what God's done for you? No, you don't have to. That's fine. But yeah, you can. You do have to. Mm. Okay, I'm going to keep drinking. All the believers are in fellowship as one body. How do you do that if you're not in, in, in a symbiotic relationship? I don't know what you want to call that, like a, a reciprocal relationship where we spend time with each other and we get to know each other and, we, and we're, we're speaking into each other's lives. They shared meals daily with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. Who thinks that sounds like a pretty good church to belong to? Sounds pretty good to me. Can be this church. Can be us right now. Can be our community. Let's 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 start sharing what God has done with us. Doesn't have to be in a in a church ordained Wednesday night. Here we go. Why don't you change my voice? Sorry, it's just okay. Um, but we it doesn't have to be that. It can be just let's yeah, man. I was just talking to God and, and he's just been telling me some stuff and I wanted to share it with you or, or whatever, whatever it may look like. Don't limit yourself to it has to be a certain way. Share what you have in whatever way you have. Oh, but I'm not an evangelist. I can't. Don't do it the way you think it has to be done then. Do it a different way. Try something different. Oh, give him a gift. I don't know. Oh, I can't even. Why am I even giving you examples? You think it up for yourself. You're creative. You have creativity in you. Have you ever drawn a picture? Yes, you have. You have an imagination. You can work this out. <laughs> let's not stop meeting. Let's not stop that. Let's, let's build that culture. Let's, let's build a culture that, that, that it's in the Bible for a reason. For, for me, for you, it's in the Bible talking about the culture of the early church. And it's not to point fingers at the church because you guys aren't like that. You should be. No, it's for us to be encouraged that we can be something like that. We can be our own version of that. We can be our own picture. Mm. We need each other. Oh, we need each other. We need to bounce ideas. Have you ever been with someone that hasn't, Manage to bounce the, some ideas off other people and, and refine that idea. And then you're like, Ooh. whoa, okay. Have you thought? Well, obviously you've thought about this, but mm, the council of many plans succeed. Uh, okay, so I'm just having a bit of fun there. But I was, uh, oh, okay. So I, I, uh, I was, how do I get into this? 
We bought a trampoline for Christmas. Has anybody ever built a, built a trampoline for Christmas or for something like that? Oh, praise God for manuals and tools. And, and so we're, we're putting together this trampoline because we thought, let's, no, we didn't think. I wanted to build it the night before. Regan was with me. He was ready to go. Leanne's like, let's just do it the next day. Let's do it. We can all do it together. So, all right, we'll do it. Oh, man, so glad. I'm so glad because it takes, it takes more than one person. or you know, It takes a, a community to, to build a trampoline. <laughs> so I'm out there. At one stage, I was out there by myself uh, trying to – we'd made most of it, and I'm trying to put the safety net on and – why do they make it so it has to be so taut? Like, it has to be really tight. So I'm on my ladder, just bending this thing over, trying to bend the bar so that I can put it over. And it's got instructions of how it needs to, needs to be like this, needs to be like that. I don't think the guy who wrote that had ever done this. <laughs> so I'm out there just, just spiralling out of control... In my emotions, just, I'm just ah, trying to put this thing together. By the time I decided to walk inside to ask for help, it was already too late. Um, well, it wasn't too late for the trampoline. It was still in one piece. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was in pieces, but it was, it was good enough right so I go to Jesse I'm like Jesse guys please I just need to work on my message for Sunday okay I don't know why my legs don't walk anymore I just ah! he goes all right okay comes out within five minutes within five minutes things were fine I'm like I don't know what you're worried about Jesse this is working well putting it together and they just went on so much easier when you've got, you know, an opposing set of hands that could just, I'm pushing, pulling, I'm pushing, just someone to go, oh, there it is, it's on. Um, and I think that's, that's true for us, right? We need the people around us to just give us, because we can get us by ourselves and we are spiraling out of control, on fire, just going down. People like in formation flying, what is, what is Adrian doing? <laughs> I think he shot himself. We need it. We need it. Uh, we need it to testify God's goodness. Um, we need it. We need each other. And there's, God knows that we need each other because he put us here on the planet with other people. Or he would have just put you by yourself here on this planet. And there you go, Adrian. Well done. No, he made you for me and made me for you. And, and we are designed to work together and, and, and work with each other. Um, let's not throw that away when we, when we think that some other thing. So you might think, oh, so you're asking me to commit to more meetings. Is that what you, so I have to be here now. Whenever you're here, I have to be here. And if I show up and you're not here, then I'm going to be ringing you up and say, why don't you get, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a culture talking about a culture uh, it's not about a have to's it's a get to's it's um and that's that's what a lot of if you look at uh the hebrew people the the laws they had to follow um 
can't remember which of the disciples, because I've been reading a lot of those, the first 12 chapters of Acts, where it's just 14. Well, anyway, you know, all about these things that happens to the early church and stuff that's going on and, and just seeing like, what? How did, wow. And this guy goes here and all these people are changing. And um, what was this? What was it? That's right. I didn't know which one it was. Um, it's gone. Wow. That was quick. Um, okay. Yeah. Wow. It was such a good point. I just, not in my notes. No, no. Read it for yourself. You'll get it. Um, okay. It's really bugging me that I can't remember. I'll move on. I'll move on. It's, good. it's okay. It's okay. I'm fine. You don't need to be anxious about me. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. As soon as I sit down, <laughs> there is no. So, um, like, there's all these there's all these parts in, in Acts which just amaze me. Like, uh, in Acts eight, there's this Ethiopian guy that's one of the ministers of the courts of or the queen of of Ethiopia, and he's cruising along. And, and I want to say Philip. Thank you. Yeah. To the Bible scholars in the front row, excellent. Um, Philip is cruising along and, and the Holy Spirit talks to him and says, you need to start walking out of this town on that road. All right. Gets up and walks out. What, a, what, a, what an idea of a divine appointment, like a, a, a moment of potent possibilities where God has said, go and do this. I don't know what I'm doing this for. Obviously, he's, this, this guy's developed his awareness of the Holy Spirit too, by the way. So he's, he, this, this is a journey for him. You don't have to be like this straight away. I feel like I need to walk on 15th Street in between Walnut. I'm not getting the end of it. Which direction do I go? <laughs> we don't have to be like that. But God sent him on a mission. Okay? So I'm not making fun of what, the way the Holy Spirit works. All right, I'm, I'm having fun with you, but we can have a bit of a joke. I'm not trying to be irreverent to the Holy Spirit. Um, but I want to let you know that there's a journey involved, and he's he's on a journey. So he's listening to the Holy Spirit, and he's he's tuning his ears. Sometimes it takes a while to tune our ears in. Are you, are you following me on that one? Oh, not getting it. But it's okay. You can get there. It's a journey. Just keep just keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. So anyway, he's on the path, and he and he sees this uh, this guy on, on a. Um, I'm assuming he's got slaves carrying him onto their shoulders. No, he's on a chariot. That's right. He's on a chariot. Um, and he's cruising along and he's reading from uh, Isaiah. And, and, Philip, and the Holy Spirit says, go there. And it says he runs up to him. I can imagine just like, oh, he's running up there. That's funny in my head. Um, and he gets to him and he listens to what he's reading. He goes, do you understand what's being, what that scripture is about? Ethiopian goes, how can I? No one's teaching me on this. I don't, I don't understand it. So obviously he's coming from, he's coming from the temple. He's coming from... A moment with God, and he's just chewing over it, and he's, he's reading through scriptures. And he's, because he can't, I mean, obviously God was touching people back then, all right? This is before, this is, no. Yeah, this is after Jesus, forgive me. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, carry on. Uh, so he's there with the Ethiopian, and he starts talking about, because it talks about Jesus. He said, who's this, who is the person they're talking about here? It's, it's all about, it's a prophecy of Jesus and dying on the cross. Um, and... So he shares with him about Jesus and, 
and about baptism, about being saved, believing in Jesus and how Jesus is actually the Messiah. That's where the idea comes from. He's, he's to save us. So when we talk about being saved, we're born-again Christian. It's actually because Jesus is the Savior and we need to be saved. And, and so the Ethiopian says, well, what, what do I do to be saved? Like, look, here's some water. Can I be baptized? And Philip goes, let's do it, and baptizes him. Then he disappears. He's gone. Sounds a little strange. It is. He disappears, and that's a wonder. That's a signs and wonder right there. And he appears somewhere else, and obviously he's been hearing from the Holy Spirit, I need to go somewhere else now. <laughs> but these these amazing moments in, in Acts, and, and there's another amazing moment uh, in Acts 9 where a guy who's, who is passionate about God, passionate about following the law, his name's Saul, and, and he's so passionate that he's willing to um, take people that are following this crazy new idea of this guy, Jesus, who we thought we killed, um, but apparently he came back. And, and he's, he's so passionate about following the law that he's punishing people for following Jesus. And, and he's, he's getting authorization from, uh, from the different priests and, that, and, the, and the, the hierarchy of the temple back then so he could go to other places and punish more people and find out where the root of this problem is and sort it out. And um, on the way, he's going to, from, he's going to Damascus, and, and just outside Damascus, he has, an, has a meeting with Jesus. Uh, you've probably heard this story before. I'm hoping you have. Uh, but he meets with Jesus. He, uh, he's riding, I don't know if he's riding his horse, or he's walking. In me, he's, in my mind, he's riding a horse. And Jesus, he, he hears a massive noise. And here's his voice saying, why are you persecuting me, Paul? And he's like, who are you, Lord? <laughs> he throws in Lord there because they did not have a public address system back there. There's no electricity. There's nothing that makes a voice that loud, that rocks, wherever, that like echoes off the walls or wherever it is he is at the moment. It's like shaking. He's, the guys he's walking with didn't know what was going on, but they heard this massive noise as well. And Saul... Jesus says, I'm going to send you to a place, like you need to go into this place you're going to. But he, he's, he gets blinded um, and, he, and he follows Jesus' instruction into Damascus. And there's a guy there that Jesus, that Jesus, that God speaks to and says, I want you to go and pray for this guy, Saul. He's, um, he needs you to pray for him. And There's actually three days in between when it happens to when, to when Ananias, the guy that God speaks to, to go and pray for. I'm talking about God's people. I'm trying to draw. Feels like I'm drawing a map for you with with red things going all over the place. But um, three days go by, and, and Saul doesn't eat or drink. He, he can't. He doesn't take in anything. There's no other inputs other than what he can hear. He doesn't eat. He doesn't drink. He can't see because his eyes are covered. Um, and he's only listening for three days. If you've heard the story of, so Saul ends up being, he's, he's Paul as well. He's got two names. Um, and he, he ends up being one of the most amazing men in the Bible uh, in advancing Jesus and, and talking about Jesus um, and using that wealth of knowledge that he has to follow the law that he was using to 
punish people. He then uses his wisdom and knowledge that he's gathered over years of reading the scriptures. Just that's Jesus. And, and he then brings people to Jesus, you and me to Jesus. But for three days, you didn't eat or drink or, or see anything. And, and God goes to, um, to this guy, and is it Ananias? Thank you. Um, and and he t- God tells him he's got to go and pray for him. He says, Ananias says, but Lord, but God. Many people have told me about the terrible persecutions going on in Jerusalem, those who are devoted to you. In fact, the high priests have authorized this guy, this guy, to seize and imprison all those in Damascus who call on your name. It's a pretty good reason to not go and help this guy out, right? Because he's an enemy. He's the bad guy. Because, because he's not the bad guy. He's just the guy. So you're not the bad guy. You're just a guy or a girl or, or a kid. You're just, you're just waiting for that encounter with Jesus. It's just that moment and it may come out of the time you spend gathering together as we develop this culture. So Ananias goes, actually God says, no, get up, go, because I've chosen this man to be my special messenger. He will be brought before kings and many nations, uh, before the Jewish people um, to give them a revelation of who I am. So we see Paul, Saul, Paul, this guy's... um, story through the bible and, and the letters most of the new testament is written by him uh the good stuff i suppose no joking. <laughs> written by paul how amazing you think oh but that's him no that's he's just a guy yes he had a special assignment and yes he did that special assignment you have a special assignment as well and it's about re like steve talked about um, establish, re-establishing our culture. This is part of it. Re-establishing our culture that we, we have a part to play in God's. Not just a part to play in, in following the rules of the government or of COVID or the pandemic or, you know, you know what I'm saying here? Or, or not following them or, or you know. Um, but it, it's not about that. It's about following the culture of heaven, following the culture and following what Jesus wanted and, and tuning our ears to the Holy Spirit and listening to him because there are divine appointments for you. There are people that God is going to send you and you think, no, they're an enemy of you, God. They're an enemy of me. No, they're not. They're just a guy. They're just a girl. They're just another person. They're just someone who God wants to meet with and you could be part. You could be that special instrument, that that wonderful tool, that that ready vessel. These are all... They're actually, in the scripture, it talks about Paul being an instrument, uh, a, um, what was the other one I used? Like a vessel. Um, anyway, he used a few different words to describe who Paul was. And you are as well. You're a, you are a tool in God's tool bag. You, um, we can get caught up on being used. It's not about being used. It's being partnering with. It's, 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 it's walking in step with. It's actually... Um, Let's go this way. Have a, have, let's go this way. And, and when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, peace will always, always come with us. Wisdom will always come with us. Yeah, it might be a troubling time. Like for Anais, he may have had, whew, it may have been a moment that he had, you know, like had to stop his blood from just settle down, settle down. We're going to do this. 
God said to do this. I meant with an angel, for goodness sake. He's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm here. We can do this. Um, he may have had to keep his courage in that. Um, but you don't know what's on the other side of it. Because there can be times of refreshing on the other side of it. And, and that's, another, that's another culture of back then. There were times of refreshing. Because um, Jesus spoke about that in Matthew 11. He said, are you, are you weary? This is verse 28 to 30. He said, are you weary? Are you carrying a heavy burden? Come to me and I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. I love this. Okay, a passion translation, obviously. But uh, I am your refreshment. Simply join your life with me. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You'll find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Talks about there being a yoke. Um, be easy and my burden's light. Um, there's some old talk there. But I like the way they say this, that what I require of you is, isn't actually going to be difficult. Yeah, it may be a decision you have to make. But once you make that decision, you go, yes, I'm going to do this. It's not going to be difficult. It will actually be a pleasant thing. Who's ever done that? Who's ever gone, yeah, okay, God, I have to do this. You do find that even when you think it was going to be bad, it's not as bad as what you thought it was going to be or as difficult. God's with you. But there's times of refreshing. Um, how are we doing for time? Everyone looks at their watch now. Well, a clock. Time, time, time. Times are refreshing. Um, in Acts 3, uh, verse 19, it says, So repent and change your inner self and your old way of thinking. Regret your past sins. Regret as in like let him go. Just let, let go, like change it. And return to God. Seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped out, blotted away, completely erased. That's what Jesus provided for you, by the way. Not going to remember you, those sins anymore, Adrian. I'm choosing to forget them, to, to not remember them. I'm choosing to. Put your name there. He chooses not to remember me. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring like a cool wind on a hot day. Times of refreshing. Who, who would like a time of refreshing? Sound good? Sound good? I reckon we could have a time of refreshing in just a moment. I know the band's given up, but they might jump up again and we, if we've got time. Is that cool? We might just pray. I'm giving you alluding to what I'm going to do. Because in Psalm 55, verse 22, it says, So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and your anxieties at the feet of the Lord, and measureless grace will strengthen you. There's a refreshing in the presence of God. I want to I ask, do you need a refreshing? I know I've had worship and things like that, but I want to I ask, is there a refreshing you need? Do you need some refreshing? Oh, my goodness, I do need some refreshing, but I'm too scared to come up at the front. Can I encourage you? Don't, don't, don't worry about where you stand. Just stand in his presence. We would encourage you to come down the front and, and we would love to pray with you and pray for you that God would refresh you. But the culture of heaven is that you get refreshed, not just grind through each day, grind through the, the silly season, just pray and hope I'll make it to, you know, December the 26th or maybe the afternoon of the 26th because I go to church on Sunday and then I can pass out. <laughs> that was just me. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking, but... There are times of refreshing in God's presence. And, man, the Holy Spirit wants, wants to refresh you.
in Acts 13, 52, um, the disciples had just been through, like it's Paul and Barnabas, I think it was, they'd gone through some contention. They were, they were preaching in the temple courts and there was, the Jewish people were against them. They didn't want them speaking these words of freedom and life and you can't bring that out here. And, and there was something um, stirred up against them. It was the enemy stirring up. He didn't want this message in this place. Um, and they end up having to leave and they shake the dust from their feet. But it says that they, the disciples were continually filled through their hearts and souls with joy and with the Holy Spirit. There was a continual refreshment. And, and, and it talks a few times in Acts about being continually filled with the Holy Spirit. There is another moment. Oh, here's another moment where they're filled with the Holy Spirit and another moment where they're filled. There's, it's, not, it's not just a once-off. And, and my word, don't we need it? Don't we need it on days? We need it when there's, on, on, after Christmas Day, you may need refreshing. And, and it may not just be that you're tired because you may be tired and get sleep and you're still tired. You may be, may be thinking about stuff, going over stuff, trying to work through things and trying to make things happen, trying to, just trying. In the end, it's, it's almost like you're pedaling a bike and there's no chain. I, I can't get anywhere with this. But, but there's a refreshing right here, right now. There is a refreshing for you. And I don't want to make it easy, so I'm going to ask Brett to dim the lights, but I'm not going to make it too easy on you. If you no, sorry, I'm joking. I don't care where you stand, but would you stand with me? Would you stand? Can, can we just, can we just spend a moment in, I'm going to ask you to spend a moment with the Holy Spirit now and ask Him to refresh you. And if you need prayer, please, please, I would love to pray for you. There's a team that would love to pray for you. We're going to ask God to refresh you. If, if you go, I, I, I can't get into that mode. I can't get into that place. I can't, I know what you're saying, Adrian, but I'm just not there. Then come forward. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Acts 4, the disciples are speaking. Um, they've just been through some tough stuff and they said, Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and move in signs and wonders by the name of your Holy Son, Jesus. And as they prayed, the earth shook beneath them causing the building that they were in to tremble. And each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit and they proclaimed the Word of God with unrestrained boldness. And all the believers were in one mind and heart. Selfishness was not a part of their community. It was not a part of their culture. For they shared everything they had with one another. Again, it's not just money. If I've gotten anything out of Scriptures for this that you need, I want to pray for you if there's something that I've spoken that you're like I don't have that and I can't get it we want to pray for you thank you Holy Spirit while I'm praying you can come forward Father thank you thank you Holy Spirit thank you for your times of refreshing uh, we, just come Holy Spirit I know we've sung we've sat down for a bit but you come right now Holy Spirit we want you Holy Spirit we want you. We want you. We want you. Come, Holy Spirit. I don't want the culture of this world. I want your culture, God. I want it. I want it bad. Come, Holy Spirit.
Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Refresh. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.